Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Friday Debate Podcast, episode number four. Yes, we are getting, we're moving up in the world a little bit. We are now in our fourth episode. <coughs> As I <coughs> have trouble speaking, I'm going to apologize right off the bat. I am, of course, Joshua Vergara from Android Authority. What's going on, everybody? I'm a little bit under the weather, uh, so hopefully our prestigious guests are going to be able to pick up the slack where I may be coughing in the background. <laughs> I'm uh, joined by two of our three normal guests, and we have one uh, new guest for today. Today, we have Joseph Hindi and Jonathan Feist. How's it going, guys? Hey, Internet. <laughs> Doing well, thank you. Well, um, they are both um, super healthy at the moment. So like I said, they're probably going to talk more than me in this particular podcast, but that's perfectly fine because um, I, I want to give a quick shout out to, to Andrew Grush. Uh, our lovely Grushy is out for this week. Um, uh, let's just say uh, he ran into a little bit of trouble and I really wish he could have been on this podcast along with the four of us because it would have been great to hear Andrew Grush on meds while he was on the podcast. <laughs> he's a, He's got a little bit of a dental thing going on. So best of luck to you, Grushy. Uh, recover very soon and enjoy the meds. <laughs> um, <laughs> but our fourth today is our fellow YouTuber, Lon Wen. Um, and I want to go ahead and hand it over to Lon real quick. Um, you know, for our viewers on YouTube, you may be watching our uh, podcast video on YouTube for the benefit of those of you who aren't on podcast streams just yet. But remember that the Android uh, Authority Friday Debate podcast can be found on all of the different podcast networks, iTunes, Pocket Cast, Stitcher. Uh, we're very close to SoundCloud, like I keep saying. Uh, I promise that's coming very soon, but you can find it all there. But nonetheless, let's hand it over to Lon. Lon, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our podcast listeners and tell us what you do here at Android Authority. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, so uh, you guys, some of you guys might already know me because I'm, uh, I'm part of the YouTube team and uh, I review phones and tablets and wearables, all that good stuff. So if you guys follow us on the channel, then you've probably seen uh, a lot of my work and you'll probably see uh, some articles that I write for like cases and accessories on the site as well, too. So uh, and uh, I'm here on the Friday debate. This is my second time, but uh, it's good to be here. So, yeah, for uh, for anyone that may not have followed us since the beginning here at the Friday debate podcast, Lon was on our pilot episode that we recorded live at CES 2015. Um, speaking of which, I do want to say that uh, NWC is only a couple of weeks away, and uh, we have the distinct pleasure, obviously, of being there. Um, I will not be there alone as the sole YouTuber this time around. Lon will be coming as well, so you can expect a live episode from us. We're probably going to have Darcy Lacouve on that particular episode. Episode as well and maybe a couple of special guests so it might be uh it might be an episode that gets a little nuts because we have a lot of people all in one room talking at one microphone most likely <laughs> so nonetheless um i want to welcome everybody once again to the fourth episode of the friday debate podcast and this week we're talking about wearables which is why i think it's great that we have lon on the episode because this is more of a device centric podcast this time around i'm going to go ahead and read off our topic for this week of course created by grushy the architect of the friday debate every single week on androidauthority.com for years now companies have been claiming that wearables will be the next big thing not to quote Samsung, it's 2015 and still wearable devices are niche at best. With Apple, HTC, and likely many other players entering into the game this year, what will it take for smartwatches to go mainstream? What features would make you buy one? Or do you think that they will always remain niche? Now, uh, to begin our discussion here on wearables, I am going to hand it over to Lon once again, since you are our guest for this week. And I want to ask you, what are your thoughts on wearable technology? Um, like right now, I think it's kind of, I don't know, like I don't think it's really taken off the way that I think a lot of these OEMs have sort of wanted it to take off. And I feel like it's still like very, like the only people that really want to wear them are like the the like people like us like the techie guys and i don't know i i think it's just it's not it's not having that that appeal that that they're sort of anticipating and i think some of it has to do with maybe just the functionality and uh i don't know because like for even for me like i don't feel that compelled to always wear like my motor 360 all the time because i don't feel like it really changes my life drastically and i i think for people to want to buy into these things, uh, there has to be like a big incentive for for them to use it that that will actually change the way 
they use their phones or really augment the way they use their phones. And I don't really think it's doing that right now. And for me, like, I would like to, it's probably never going to happen, but I'd like to be able to text from my phone or text from my smartwatch, actually be able to like physically input like messages and not always speak it out loud, but that's probably never going to happen. But I think if, if that did happen, I think that would actually sort of help. That would actually make more people want to adopt one because right now everything's just kind of like, uh, I don't know. It's not, it's, it's like, it's nice to have, but you don't necessarily have to have it. It's, it's cool to be able to check the weather on my wrist and stuff like that, but it's almost, it's not that much more difficult for me to pull my phone out of my pocket and just unlock and look at a widget or something. So I don't know. It's just, I think that's why it's re- it hasn't really taken off yet. It's just hasn't, it's not as compelling as they're hoping it to be. Okay. Um, how about you guys, Joe and John? Um, let's start off with Joe. Okay. Um, I think uh, I think Lon touched on it. The, the biggest reason when he said that you know it's it, there's not really a use for it. Um, like when you look at other technology that like literally everybody uses, you look at computers and you look at smartphones. Um, they fill a very huge void that was you know unfilled before. Like you know before smartphones, you know the best we could do was play Snake on a Nokia phone and like talk and text with the T9 keyboard and those things were trash and everybody knows it. Um, whoa, 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 whoa! T nine was amazing back in the day. I gotta say, like uh, I do, I, I love hated T nine. Really? <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't. I could, I'm an idiot, so like I could never get figure out exactly how it worked. And it was like <laughs> I, by the time I got a phone that was able to use it, it was like right around the corner was the QWERTY keyboards. So there was like a good like three or four month window there where I was trying to use T nine. I was like, screw this, I'm going QWERTY, and <laughs> I, never I, went back. I love T nine, man, because like. That was like the only time where I was able to actually text and not look at my phone. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you can't do that nowadays. It's hard to like text and not be able to look, and not look at your phone. But T nine, <laughs> I was able to do that on the fly. Well, and also one of the greatest things about T nine was uh, when you could text faster okay. using T nine. T nine's defense, I do use the T nine app because like uh, other our other YouTuber Kevin Nether uh, got me to review it for the for an app once. So I do use T nine today, but I could not use it back then, and I hated it as a keyboard thing. But anyways. Back Back to what I was saying. <laughs> I didn't expect someone having to jump on me for the T9 thing. Damn. <clears throat> but yeah, no, I mean, like, you know, before there were smartphones, there was a huge need for, even if people didn't really know it, there was a huge need for smartphones. And that's filled such a huge gap. People use smartphones every day for all kinds of stuff, you know, the social media and the phone calls and the text and the games and a whole bunch of stuff that cell phones couldn't do before, but it's still useful enough to carry around with you all the time. And, you know, the same thing with computers and laptops, you know, <coughs> computers and laptops didn't exist. We would not be here. We would not be doing what we do today. Mm. You know, so it's huge impact for a lot of people. And smartwatches just don't have that. You know, there isn't that thing that that, that void that they fill that everybody needs, even if they don't realize they need it just yet. So uh, I think that's why that, they, you know, they haven't caught on too much. It's, you know, there's no reason to own one other than to say that you have one and as like an accessory i guess Mm, okay well i i'm 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 expecting a very passionate discussion among all of us on this particular topic because we've all been we've all touched wearables or worn wearables let's put it that way and we all have you know our own opinions on it i want us to get feisty right now to talk about some wearables oh i'm gonna disappoint you and completely agree with joe (laughs) <laughs> no, no, uh, almost. Now, it, it's hard to hard to outdo what Joe just said. Um, let's be honest, uh, this is niche. It really is. Um, now, I, I'll, I'll back up here. I struggle with using the word wearable when all we're talking about is smartwatches. Uh, when I think wearable, I'm, I'm thinking beyond the smartwatch. Uh, now, here's my biggest reason. Uh, I have a really nice watch already, for starters. But I can't wear it day to day. Uh, when I'm sitting down at the computer, that watch, it, it rubs on the desk, it rubs on the laptop. I cannot use it and work at the same time. Therefore, a smartwatch, same problem, it, it, it just doesn't fit my needs. Uh, so what is a wearable to me? It's, it's something else. It, it, is it Google Glass? Well, I'm already wearing glasses and I avoid them whenever I can. So I'd have to get two pairs of Google Glass or, or you know, the... Uh, the transitional ones so that I can wear my glasses or just my contacts and so things are getting difficult here Uh, for me I think actually one of the better wearables out there is the Motorola Moto Hint just that earbud it talks to you but it doesn't do anything so for me wearables they're 
just like Joe is saying, they're they're very much a niche product. They serve so little that they really can't go mainstream. We've already got the computers, we've already got the cell phones, we're accomplishing everything we need. These guys are just for convenience. Now that said, I very much think of the business place or students in school. You're not allowed to bring your cell phone out of your pocket. Having those notifications pop up on your wrist, that's really cool. I definitely buy into that. Yeah, you know what? I, I it's a, That's a good point. Um, I... I just imagine what it would have been like back when I was in college if I had, let's say, the pebble I have on my wrist right now. Like, what it would be like if I was in class. You know, maybe I might have been the only person wearing it, and that would have made it even cooler or nerdy, I guess. But um, I believe the word you're looking for is nerdy there, Josh. Yeah, nerdy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it would make me different in class, you know, that my phone goes off, and I'm just like, oh, I don't even have to touch it. And, and people are like, ooh, what's that? Because I, when, when, when uh, smartwatches were first sort of becoming a thing, the Pebble was obviously one of the first ones to pioneer the whole thing. It... Uh, you know, a lot of people, it, it made people turn their heads. Uh, that's why I, I, I got little glimpses of back in my days in San Diego and college, like, you know, what, what would have that been like? But anyway, I digress. Um, I love the point you brought up, Feisty, about how it's really semantics, right? Like right now we're seeing today, we saw quite a few articles come out about how Android Wear in particular has moved not really a whole lot of units. Uh, it's not necessarily being adopted quite as fast as, say, a smartphone has. Um, but when we talk about smartwatches, that might be true. But honestly, for me, I I'm, I kind of live on the other side of this topic in the sense that I actually think wearables have completely exploded because it, you got to think about wearables in general. Um, smartwatches, yes, might be a, a niche product, but I look at, you know, uh, fitness trackers and how everyone's wearing them and whether or not they're actually really beneficial for half the people who are wearing them. Well, that's a different topic, but um, I actually think wearables are are the future. They are the next big thing. Whether or not it's going to be smart watches in general, in, in particular, I mean, uh, that may be, that, that, we, that still needs to be seen. But I think wearables are definitely becoming a very mainstream thing. Uh, you just have to look at which portions of the spectrum to look at. But as far as smart watches go, I mean, I don't know, I... I thought Android Wear was a was a pretty nice implementation to begin with. Um, I have gone back to my Pebble though because, well, I mean, I'm going to get into this question uh, next. For me, it's battery life that really gets get, uh, get gets me going on Android Wears. That I wish I could keep my watch on for much longer periods of time. Uh, and my Pebble is the only thing that allows me to do that, especially for certain functions that I need. Uh, but before I get into asking you guys what your issues are with, let's say, smartwatches or Android Wear in particular, um, what what smartwatches are you guys rocking anyway? I know, Lon, you said the Moto 360. Um, yeah. uh, hold on. One sec, guys. Before we go any further, just a little quick fun fact. Um, for those who are wondering, uh, Android Wear moved 700,000 units in six months, right? That was the, the new story? Yes, it was. Um, I did a little Google searching while, while you were uh, rambling on there. And um, according to Peter Cho on October 25th, 2008, um, the HTC G1 sold about 600,000 units in its first uh, in its first year. So um, to give everybody an idea, I mean, 700,000 in the first six months is actually fairly decent for a brand new platform, considering that Android itself actually didn't do that good so. okay fair enough um i did notice that you know everyone was covering that particular article and there was a mixture of positive reaction and negative reaction i guess uh it depends on how you look at it some people were like oh they they put out over seven hundred fifty thousand, and then other people were like but it wasn't a million you know so i guess it did matter you see the uh did you see the wall street journal article that everyone's all pissed off about no i didn't they see that one they compared android wear to iphones to iphone sales wow as if that were something that could possibly be compared. I thought that was kind of humorous. I was like, good job, Wall Street Journal, because that's what everybody thinks of when I think Android Wear. How many <laughs> iPhones were sold? <laughs> All right. Well, um, back back to the topic at hand. Um, uh, Lon was uh, talking about the Moto 360. Like, that's the one that you're rocking, right? Yeah. The mo if, if I do wear a smartwatch, the Moto 360 is the one that I typically wear because that's, that's the one that I actually own. So... Uh, but, you know, honestly, they're all really kind of the same. So it's like you wear one Android Wear watch, you kind of wore them all. So they're really not too different. Um, but, I mean, I kind of agree with uh, 
with you, Josh, on what you said about wearables in general. They do. I mean, I do agree with the the fitness, like the fitness bands. Like, I do see a lot of people wearing fitness bands, so I, I agree in that re- that regard that they have taken it off. But as far as just like actual smart watches, I feel like it's still very still very niche because I don't see very many people wearing them like right now. I mean, that could change in the future, obviously, but as of right now, I think uh, it's kind of just the tech nerds that want to wear it. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that uh, one, they're like a lot of the watches are very, they're very masculine. They're not like unisex. So I think if they were like sort of like, like a more unisex type watch, I think the adoption rate would probably be a lot higher. And then uh, they're not like the most fashionable watches on the market. Like even like the 360 and the G watch R, even though they look really nice, they still don't really look as nice as something that as like a normal watch, like a Michael Kors or something like that or a Nixon. Mm-hmm. So. All right. How about you over there, Joe? What, what, what are you rocking on your wrist or what is sitting on your table? Just wishing it could be on your wrist. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have the, uh, the LG G watch. Um, and whether or not I wear it is based on and what I'm doing. Like if I'm just sitting here at the desk, you know, writing or doing videos. I'm not wearing it uh, because my cell phone is like right there. I can just pick it up. But I actually do wear it when I go out and about doing things. Um, uh, like when I'm, I get a red light when I'm driving. It's easier to look, you know, to glance at my wrist to see who sent me a message than it is to pull my phone out of my pocket, look at it, you know, risk missing the green light and having people honk at me and stuff like that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, most of the time I'm actually, I'm not wearing it. Uh, it's, it's really only when I go out and about and in situations where taking my phone out of my pocket is a bigger, uh, inconvenience than it is to just look at my wrist to see what's going on. Okay. Um, and feisty who had a lot to say about wearables. Do you, uh, which ones do you have or which one are you using at this moment? The nothing I've had the LG G watch it. It's been a short time on my wrist. But at this moment, there are no wearables in the house. Okay. So in the in the limited amount of time that you had the LG G Watch, Feisty, um, it, it really didn't really con- it, it didn't convince you uh, about about this ecosystem that we're seeing hopefully growing. Uh, the ecosystem, yes, I love the ecosystem. It's exactly what I want, I, and I want it embedded everywhere. I want it in the steering wheel of my car. I want it, cool. you know, <clears throat> in the sleeve of my jacket, that sort of stuff. But. Uh, the the wristwatch again i just it does not fit my life okay um let's explore that uh real quick then um let, let's stick with you feisty right now since i have you right now um so what is it about the wristwatch the 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 wrist the wristwatch uh form factor the smartwatch that doesn't convince you that it's something that you would want to have in your repertoire it really comes down to the functionality for me uh, when I'm in a position where I'm wearing the short sleeves, I'm usually just sitting in the office here, you know, plunking away on the laptop. Again, it rubs on the desk, it rubs on the laptop, it wrecks things, wrecks the watch, and it's uncomfortable. Can't wear it. Uh, the rest of the time, I'm dressing up nice. It's going under my, you know, shirt jacket, and it's under the cufflinks, and again, it's a piece of jewelry at that point, but it serves zero function other than aesthetics. Uh, so for me, the big thing. You know, moving in, what's the ideal wearable in this case? It, again, come down to the functionality. You mentioned battery life. And I think we're in this situation right now where there's no one watch or even fitness tracker that offers everything that somebody wants. I'd like a watch that has, uh, theoretically a watch, I'd like a wearable uh, that has its own data connection. It's got GPS and uh, a heart rate sensor, uh, you know, per- do some nice sleep monitoring. So and the Samsung those, Gear those S, be, maybe? <laughs> yeah, the Gear S, yes. Uh, but I'd also like Android Wear. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so like you said, you opened up asking about the ecosystem. Yes, absolutely love the ecosystem. Just wristwatch. Can't do it. Yeah, it does feel like Android Wear is sort of the jumping off point to what so many other um, form factors could be. I mean, obviously, we're looking at Android Auto. It takes a few cues from Android Wear. Um, so, yeah, uh, the ecosystem probably will move forward where the actual form factor of the wristwatch kind of doesn't. Um, Joe, what are some of the problems that you see with uh, the, the the smartwatch game, let's say? You know, you have the G-Watch. I almost said R, the LG G-Watch, for example. <laughs> um, That's a really difficult question because I don't know exactly uh, where these things are act are going and that might 
be the problem, at least to me, uh, because I don't know what the purpose of these are going to eventually become. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to like think of like a better way to phrase that. And I really can't. Uh, but you know, like like I said earlier, you know, with smartphones and like laptops, you know, all these other technology that's mainstream, we know what it's for and we know why it's here. Uh, but you know, like with the watch, I don't know why I have this thing on my wrist right now, or while well, it's on my table right now. But I don't know why I have it, and um, I would really like to have a reason to own it. So I think that's its biggest weakness right now is just you know not enough reasons to have one. Okay, um, let's jump over to Lon. Uh, yeah, I kind of have to just piggyback off what uh, Feisty said. Like, it's that I think one of the biggest problems is that they don't operate, they don't function without your phone. And uh, I think that's the reason, I think that's kind of one of the biggest drawbacks is that you can't, it doesn't, it's almost, it's just a watch at that point if you don't have your phone with you. And I know, like, with the update and then um, the Sony SmartWatch 3 having GPS, it, can function uh, somewhat without your phone like you can go running and then when you come back to your phone it'll sync the data up uh, but you can't you know make phone calls you can't answer you know text messages or anything without the phone and I think that's sort of like you know it's not really it's not really saving you too much too many steps I mean it's not really any more difficult to just pull your phone out of your pocket and just answer that text on your phone I mean yeah you can kind of you can just look at it and see if it's a prior, if it's important and decide whether you want to answer it or not. But I, I don't know. I just don't really see that it's saving you all that much time to just take your phone out of your pocket, look at it and decide whether you want to answer it or not. So I think that's one of the biggest problems. Well, you, you bring up a, you bring up a particular point that it's, uh, you said the phrase, it's just a watch at that point. And what if, what if you looked at it from that scope? What if you looked at it as, um, I want a new watch. Maybe I would go for this electronic watch that has a little bit more to it than a regular wristwatch that will just tick. Um, is it wrong to think that smartwatches could just be a fashion item, like Feisty said, or that uh, maybe the functionality will, will will not quite evolve? Maybe it will just be a fashion statement. Is it wrong to think that that could be where this goes? I don't think I don't think that's necessarily like the wrong way to to look at it. But I don't know. I just feel like if you're gonna buy a smartwatch, you kind of want to use it for the smart functionalities and not just as a watch and if you want to use as a watch you want the battery life to be you know reasonable not just like a couple days if you're just going to use it as a watch so i don't know i guess that's my way of looking at it (laughs) okay um but before before smart watches became a thing i have this questions for all you guys uh did you guys have uh, a collection of watches or did you have like you know a favorite watch that you wore before this whole smartwatch revolution uh sort of took off well not took off but um came about uh, I'll go first because my answer is quick. I have never worn a watch in my lifetime so before why, Android Wear. <laughs> why? Why though? That's that, that's the part that I want to see because maybe maybe we're exploring. Um, you know, maybe it's not just smartwatches or Android Wear that's the problem. Maybe maybe what they're doing is they're trying to jump into a jump into a system that not everyone has adopted in the first place. And you might be an example. Um, what? What? Why don't? Why, how come you never really were a watch person? Um. Uh- it's just, I don't know. <laughs> That's a difficult question to answer. It's just something I wasn't into. You know, like, why don't you wear bracelets? Why don't you wear jewelry? You know, how come you don't wear Crocs? You know, it's just, it just wasn't my bag. You know, Crocs. <laughs> it just wasn't something that I was ever into. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, I got the, the G watch because I'm a tech nerd and I work for a tech blog. And, you know, it was um, said to me at one point that it behooved me to pick one up. So, uh, <laughs> You know, I mean, it's, it, I don't know. I just, it was something I was never really into before. And it's not really something I'm into now. Like, I don't really, you know, look at this thing. I'm like, man, my left wrist looks way more badass than my right wrist right now <laughs> with this awesome thing. And it's like, it, it, frankly, it reminds me of those Casio calculator watches from like the 80s and 90s. You guys remember those? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what it reminds me of. Like, it's, and I think it's the same kind of people who wear both kinds of watches, you know, nerds. <laughs> I mean, I don't see like, I don't see, you know, the, you know, the cheerleader homecoming queen, like rocking an, a Moto 360 going, oh my God, I want homecoming queen. I'm going to totally <laughs> blog this on Google plus on my watch. 
Like that's not gonna happen. Like if you could blog not... on your watch, like we were done. Like that's all we need. Like <laughs> honestly, like you brought that up and I thought about. It. I was like, holy shit, that that would be really cool. <laughs> we would have no like videos at MWC. You would see you see you guys walking around behind a bunch of other people's videos, just talking to your wrist. <laughs> you, hey, you never know. Maybe five years uh, we're gonna see that happen. Oh man, that'd be great. And home automation while we're at it. I would love home automation on Android Wear. Oh yeah, that would be really good. Oh, so man, talk to my watch, set the thermostat. So not so not really much of a watch person. See, this is something that I said one time, uh like 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 right when Android Wear was kind of starting to become a thing. Um there aren't that many people who wear watches in general. I think we're I think it's not I think it's fair to say that we're kind of fifty fifty split when it comes like at least in the West, that you know, you can walk around and you're not gonna see every single person wearing a watch. So Maybe this isn't the form factor that the smartwatch revolution needs to sort of focus on. Um, maybe. How about you, Feisty? Were there any watches that you have? Do you have? Do you have a watch collection at all? I imagine you have. You have a very stylish profile picture here on Skype, so I feel like you have one of those wooden boxes with like a, a velvet <laughs> thing in the middle with all these watches got, in it. It's got the watch pillows inside. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not gonna say I dressed up for that picture. No. <laughs> uh, I used to have a lot of watches. Uh, now, that was before. Uh, before I took my first office job, uh, I was out there. I was, uh, you know, outdoor jobs. My hands were dirty. It was during those times where a watch was invaluable. I couldn't take my phone out of my pocket. Uh, in indeed, this goes back to a time when I didn't have a phone in my pocket. It just wasn't feasible. Uh, and, and during that time, I mean, your hands are dirty. You can't reach in your pocket. Uh, you don't even want to wa touch the watch because you're covered in oil, you're covered in food, whatever the case may be. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there right now that are in this boat also. Um, so just to be able to glance at the watch, yes, to answer your question, I had a number of them. I took the office job, I keep, you know, I kept one very nice watch, and everything else was either given away or was worn out anyways and hit the trash can. Hit the I trash mean, it got recycled. <laughs> <laughs> okay every every single person who wears watches they're either a metal band or a leather band and i'm gonna take a bet and say that you're a leather band kind of guy you would lose i'm sorry metal band are you serious <laughs> metal band really metal band feisty's like hemp <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I can so see Josh wearing a hemp watch or a hemp watch band before anybody else in this podcast. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, before we even get into any of that right now. <laughs> with your QWERTY with your hardware QWERTY keyboard and your hemp wristwatch. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go back in time, right? No, I, I wanna rock those uh those those uh silicon but clear clear silicone bands <laughs> oh man those are gross like, think, don't they make like kids sandals made out of that stuff like, yeah exactly <laughs> oh man when i was a kid i had a watch that had a clear band and i thought it was the coolest thing but for me um I, okay so i guess this would allow me to answer the question too is i i do look at watches as a fashion statement I, if you look at earlier videos of android authority that i was doing um <clears throat> you would notice that i had a lot of stuff on my wrists I had uh, a watch on my left hand, and then on my right hand, I would have a bunch of like bracelets and trinkets from people that that mattered to me. You know, I I used to say I only wear things that really mean something to me. So I would have like beads. I would have like this necklace from Ghana that my best friend got me, and I just wrap it around my wrist. Um, I since then have stopped wearing that stuff. Um, and much to the uh, chagrin of my best friend, but our our big boss Darcy was super happy about that because he said it distracted from the phone. But anyway, <laughs> um, but in any case, uh, yeah, I I do look at them as a fashion statement. And as far as the question goes of what kind of band I would use, as long as it matches my shoes and my belt, let's put it that way. I have I've I've I'm, I'm in that I'm in that that category of fashion sense, I should say. Um, but yeah, I, I do look at them as fashion statements and I, and whether or not they're smart or not, doesn't matter as long as they look good. And if they happen to be smart, I want the function to, to, to add to what I need to do. Um, but we have, we have lawn left. Um, did you have a watch collection before smartwatches became a thing? Yeah. Um, I was actually kind of big into watches for a little bit, but my watch collection consists mostly of like G-Shocks and stuff. So, but I was pretty big in G-Shocks for a while, and but I'm kind of the same way as you are. Like I just kind of wore them. I didn't really wear them to tell time. I just wore them because I liked the way that they looked. So they're just a 
a part of my wardrobe. I just wore them as like a fashion statement and not really, not really anything else. But um, yeah, my collection is pretty small. I kind of like kind of got out of collecting watches because I don't know. It was just, I guess it was just a uh, a phase of mine. I guess, but so my collection is pretty small. Okay. So, you know, with this with this whole idea in mind, we all have differing opinions on even just the watch, the idea of the watch in general. Um, the, the question I wanted to pose to everybody with that in mind that, you know, we've all had varying degrees of liking watches. In Joe's case, he never really did like wearing them, never really has. Um, for Lon and I were fashion statements and for Jonathan the same. But then, you know, he moved on to a different part of his life. So he didn't need it as much, I guess. Um do you think that the smart device, the wearable, needs to move beyond the watch and go somewhere else? And if so, what what, what kind of device do you think that would look like? Have you ever seen uh. the television show Continuum? It's a newer show. It's uh, a little bit crazy. Uh, the main character is a, a cop that was sent back from the future. And, you know, she's got basically the entire phone and everything, a full computer system uh, right in her head. Now this is going a little bit extreme here, but you know, <laughs> it's built in. It's a biometric thing. It's, it, she doesn't have to think about it. She doesn't have to charge it. She just, you know, wakes up in the morning and watches a video in her head, so to speak. And maybe that's extreme. And and certainly going into you know, physically embedding technology gets gets scary. However, the idea of having limitless power for starters, and having it always available is. That's kind of exciting to me. I think I would pursue something like this. Limitless power. That's an awesome phrase to use for that. <laughs> um, how about Joe? Like, is there is is there a wearable that you would actually wear? Um, that's a good question. Um, I, I always wanted to try Google Glass. Um, I think that's kind of like a, a fun concept. Uh, but I mean, much like the you know, much like Android Wear, that you can't really do much with it just yet. But um, I always thought that the next thing was going to come from something that was directly in front of your face because you literally cannot use any less effort to check something than when something is already there in front of your face all the time. Um, so, I mean, I always wanted something like a, you know, like a HUD, you know, just like a heads up display that, you know, I can like access and, you know, use without actually having to do anything. <laughs> so you want life to look um, like a video game? Is that what? <laughs> damn, damn straight. Who wouldn't, man? That's awesome. You have all your information right there. You got like all your vital stats and, you know, your inventory. You can like have like what's in your wallet over there also. You know, who wouldn't want a heads up display? I think that's really awesome. That's what I want. Did you guys uh, ever play uh, Metroid Prime? Do you no, know that one? I, no. I stopped at Super. I stopped at Super Metroid. Oh, okay. Metroid Prime was like <laughs> the first first-person shooter version of Metroid, and it and when you were talking about like heads-up displays, I thought of that because when she puts on the the helmet, like the the heads-up display, it was one of the first ones like to to look like it actually moved with the person rather than just a static thing. Um, but yeah, okay. So something a little bit more closer to the face i suppose um how about how about you lon um you know coming from somebody who was a watch enthusiast uh, are you happy with the watch form factor or is there a is there a form factor that you think the smart device needs to move into in order to become relevant um yeah i have to i have to agree with joe like i would want something <clears throat> like i would want like a, a contact lens that like i could put into my eye and i could like see everything like information like weather or I could lock onto somebody and like identify them and see their weight, height, and name and all that stuff. Like lock onto somebody, I think that'd be cool. <laughs> or something <laughs> oh, that makes me crap. feel like like a heads-up display, like Iron Man or something, like just in my eye. Because I mean, if it's in my eye, I already wear contacts anyway. So if I had like a smart contact, I think that'd be pretty sweet to just be able to see information and not have to do anything. Because I mean, with a smartwatch, you still have to check it, and if it's already like in my eye, I can just I already see it. How would you control something like that, though? That's that's what I'm wondering. It's just biometrically, like how, like in Continuum, like uh, is it, leave it to Feisty for me to say what kind of wearable do you want, and he goes implant. <laughs> <laughs> I want it inside of me. <laughs> um, I saw. I can't remember where I saw this at, but uh, a really fun concept for controlling that kind of stuff, um, like uh, like something like a wrist band, not like a watch, but like a little band. And you could like uh, like tap your uh, palm with your fingers or something, 
and like swipe things and move them away. I thought that was a pretty cool concept, but I, I, I wish I could remember where I saw that from. Hmm. But that that would be my idea of how to control it. Well, we can't or, have uh, we can't have an episode of the Friday Debate podcast without this. Uh, Grushy told me to make sure to add this in. He would, I think, he would want a wearable with a taser on it. And <laughs> <laughs> so I think he just needs to have a taser. I think he's good. So he's Dude, probably it'd be like, like it'd be like Cyclops and X Men. Yeah, he's exactly. Gotta press the button and it shoots things. But it's a taser. He's got to get like super close to them in order to. <laughs> he's got to bash his head on them. Yeah, exactly. Um, so if uh, if Android Wear is supposedly um, not really on its way up so far, uh, one thing that we're seeing, and, and we're, we're definitely going to get confirmation of this in MWC, at least Lon and I are going to. Uh, we all are really, but Lon and I might be mm-hmm. able to actually uh, see these things in the flesh. HTC, obviously Apple, is going to have its own wearable uh, that Mm -hmm. is based upon their own operating system. But it also looks like these manufacturers who are in the Android cut are deciding not to go Android Wear. Now, uh, do you guys think that that's actually a good move? Do you think that um, moving into a different operating system, at least for someone like HTC or LG with their WebOS wearable, um, is that enough to to sort of change it up? Is it is it too little, too late already? Have we proven that the wearable is not something, or the the smartwatch is not something that's going to catch on, even if they change it to say Tizen or WebOS? What do you guys uh, think about what do you what do you guys think about uh, the operating system, the very core of uh, of a smartwatch being changed? anybody else want to go first because i don't know yet you mean just as far as like you mean just as far as like android oems go like yeah yeah um i mean obviously we might get into the apple watch for a little bit but you know obviously being an android podcast it's going to be interesting seeing how some of these manufacturers are actually going away from android and it begs the question is that is that going to be effective uh i don't i don't think it's necessarily a bad move um because as i think as long as they make the watch compatible like across you know a multitude of android devices and not just their own specifically then i don't think it's a too bad of a move um especially since android wear i mean it hasn't exactly i wouldn't say it's exactly exploded onto the scene so at this point in time right now i don't think it's I think it, it's okay for them to try a different operating system and just sort of see how it goes. Okay, um, I've I remember messing with a uh, a Tizen device with the original Samsung Gear. It was a uh, I don't know Android Wear definitely seemed like that leap forward that that smartwatches needed for sure. Um, but it's it, it remains to be seen whether or not. Tizen will, will grow into what Android Wear has already become. Uh, it's just interesting. Um, let's, uh, uh, Joe, did you have any thoughts on it? I know I, I kind of uh, uh, blasted that onto you guys out of nowhere. No. <laughs> I, I needed a minute to think about it because sometimes, you know, I have like an immediate answer, but every now and again, I need a couple of a minutes to uh, to articulate it. Um, the way I look at, you know, like HTC, uh, by the way, uh, Lon, uh, according to uh, one of our talented writers, uh, Rob Triggs, uh, the HTC smartwatch will play nice with all phones running Android 4.4 and later and Apple products running iOS 7 and later. So, yes, that is it's not going to be HTC only. Yeah, um, that's a good move. <clears throat> but the, the way I look at, you know, like um, HTC branching off, Samsung branching off and even like the Pebble smartwatch to a degree um, is the same way I look at OEM skins on, well, I guess they're not really skins, but, you know, OEM skins on Android and that, you know, it allows, you know, it allows the, uh, you know, the OEMs to branch out a little bit and try some new things. And, you know, I mean, you better believe that, you know, if, if HTC's smartwatch is some, has something really, really cool or really special about it, eventually a similar thing will be integrated into Android Wear. I mean, that's how Android has been growing for years now is, you know, the, you know, either hackers or mod rommers or rom modders <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> or you know oem skins or, or in something you know they push the the boundaries in one direction and then at some point google's like hey you know what that's not a bad feature we'll incorporate that um like uh one really good example is the drop down notifications or the i'm sorry the uh the quick settings which started out in a samsung 
OEM skin, and before that, a ROM that you could find on XDA somewhere. Yep. So, you know, I think it's going to be the same kind of thing with wearables, where, you know, I think it's great that they're branching out more to try new things and to try to implement more features, because I think, you know, ultimately, competition for those features will eventually be integrated back into Android Wear, thus making the platform stronger. So, really, I mean, it's a win-win for everybody. There's some extra choices out there for everyone if they want to go those routes or they can just wait for android wear to evolve to kind of swallow up the competition like android does um so i mean i'm cool with it either way okay um feisty we lost you there for a second but um just to bring you back into it we were uh talking about uh whether these oems who for 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 the most part are part of android's camp uh they're creating wearables or smartwatches that are using different operating systems now obviously their compatibility with smartphones might be might vary from time to time but it looks like at least what joe said htc will play with everything with everybody really um but is it a good move to go away from what is uh, you know this large ecosystem that you said you're actually happy to have and create smartwatches with, say, Tizen, WebOS. Um, I'm trying to remember a couple of the other ones. Obviously, the Apple Watch is going to be something we, we touch upon in a little bit. Um, how do you feel about these OEMs going outside of the Android Wear route? I have really, truly mixed feelings on this. I hope I don't duplicate anything Lon had said. Uh, I think it's great that they're reaching out, uh, you know, doing their own thing, creating their own S OS, their own ecosystem. And, and like Joe was saying, in the end, it's all going to come around together, and and you know somebody's going to step up and take all of the feature, all of the best features of all of these OSs, and and you know really bring it together. Uh, but I think right now it's that uh, you know it's that separation that's uh, in a way holding wearables back. Uh, we're saying that wearables are and you know for the niche, you know they just not too many people can use them because they're not you know solid enough for mainstream and with everybody going their own route I just I, I keep seeing these different you know these separate roads and lost my train of thought here uh, let's go back to laptops again not laptops sorry just computers in general right uh, for the longest time Microsoft you know they came in they ultimately they swept the market and everybody ran Microsoft and then computers became their own, and now they've split off. And you know, the Ubuntu, the Linux community is growing. The the Mac OS X community, it's growing. Uh, these these other systems are coming around, you know, to fill in the gaps and as, you know, niche extras. Uh, but we had one coherent. I just called Microsoft Windows coherent. Uh, anyways, we had one coherent OS for everything, know, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> so right now, we don't have that one standard of an OS. Uh, I might like, personally, uh, you know, Android Wear, but I is it the answer? I, I don't think so. I think if it was, HTC wouldn't be thinking of their own. Uh, uh, Samsung may still be trying to push ties in their, their own way to go, but it, again, if there was that dominant OS that really served the people the way we needed it, there would be no room for these outcrops. Okay. No need for them at this time. Not until wearables are more mainstream. So do you think it's a bad sign that they're they're uh, sort of branching off and, and trying to make their own operating systems for these smartwatches? Is it a bad sign for Android War, I should say? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, and you have our loyalists. So let's look at Android specifically. Uh, I don't see CyanogenMod taking over Android, uh, you know, despite their claims. Uh, and yes, they have more users now, but uh, CM and even with CM12 coming out, there's a lot of people excited, but it's not going to take over. Mainstream Android is still going to exist, and I think that's going to be the same with Android Wear. No matter how much competition comes along, even with Apple, I think Android Wear will remain because it ties to the, the Google system. Uh, you know, Google now specifically is very powerful. We don't know it in our day-to-day -day lives sometimes, but, but Google now kind of pulls it all together. Okay. Um, we have mentioned Apple a few times now, and uh, I want to open the floor for our last, let's say, 10 to 15 minutes here on the podcast. Um, while we will talk about our thoughts on the Apple Watch, obviously none of us have actually seen it in the flesh or even worn it. Yeah, it's, that's months and months, maybe even a year off still. Um, 
how do you guys feel about the Apple Watch? Because I've heard from a lot of people, this is exactly what we should have had in a smartwatch in the beginning, which I think is a ridiculous claim. But if if it's not all as cracked up to be, what is it that a smartwatch can have that would actually make you want to buy it? Um, let's start off with Lon. Do you have one for us? Um, what what do you think? What do you think of the Apple Watch? Yeah, let's start with that. When I first uh, aesthetically, I don't like the way that it looks because I prefer, you know, just I want a watch that's round like, you know, a normal watch would be. So aesthetically, I don't think it's that great looking, but I do think that Apple is getting a lot of things right as far as making making it appeal to the masses and and both male and female because they have the small one and the larger one. And you don't really get that with Android Wear, like uh, so they're certain they've gotten that aspect right, where they're appealing to you know either sex, and also the way that they they're handling the the band support and how easy how easy it is to swap out the bands, because a lot of these other Android Wear watches, you know, it's you have to use the tool and to get the little uh, spring out. Uh, but with the Apple, the Apple Watch, you can just slide them out, slide out the bands, and there's going to be like, since it's Apple, you know, there's going to be like a ton of them to pick from. So I think they have like the customization down too, which people are going to like a lot. Um, I mean, the price is probably going to you know be through the roof though. So I don't know. It's I think that <laughs> the price they're probably going to kind of lose out on maybe, but I guess it depends really on how they're going to handle it, but. Um, I don't know. So I think they're doing some things right, and then they're doing some things that are a little bit questionable. So it's kind of hard to say right now, but since it's not physically out, but that's sort of how I feel about it right now. Hmm. Okay, I could hear some pitchforks being drawn up earlier when you were saying that they were doing <laughs> some stuff right. Um, yeah. So is that is that would it, would it be safe to say that that's something um, what, what you were mentioning about the Apple Watch that it's highly customizable in an easy way. Would, yeah. would, would it be safe to say that that's something you would want out of a, you know, your dream wearable? What would your dream wearable look like then? Uh, as you mean, like as like a, as a watch form factor? Yeah. Let's talk about a smartwatch since that's our focus. Um, I don't know. I think I'd want it to look like a, I don't want it to look like a really luxurious watch, like a, <laughs> like a Nixon or something. Uh, like so I would want it to be all metal but then I'd want to be able to easily like swap out the bands and stuff and maybe like put in anything of my own so I don't want to have to deal with you know those little spring whatever they're called but uh, just I want to watch this highly customizable and one that actually will do things that I want to do like I would like to like I mentioned earlier I want to be able to text from my watch and not have to talk into it in order to send out a message i want to actually be able to physically type on it um but i don't know i just want something that looks nice something looks nicer than the ones we have right now okay yeah i want i'll just answer real quickly on the apple watch part i actually think it looks ridiculous i really do and i'm not i am not a fan of the way it looks at all that huge dial on the side it's going to be just the bubbly ios icons all over the place it's probably going to make some ridiculous noises and um yeah, I, I, I've been hearing from certain people, like I watch a lot of YouTubers, and they when the Apple Watch was announced, they said, you know, this is exactly what all these smartwatches were supposed to be. Apple's going to get it right. And I just kept looking at it like, I don't think they are. Like, that, that this, this doesn't look good at all to, to me. Um, obviously, functionality is something we're going to figure out later on. But uh, let's pop over to Joe. Um, if you had any thoughts about the Apple Watch, uh, you can go ahead and uh, sound them off. But what does? But also after that, what is uh, what does a dream wearable look like for you? What would make you a watch guy? <laughs> Thank you for asking both questions at once because I have almost nothing to say <laughs> about the Apple Watch. Uh, the only thing I will say is that, um, in general, like the you know the the mass media, at least in the United States, I can't speak for the rest of the world because I don't know their habits. But in the United States, you know, if, if uh, somebody at, at Apple headquarters farts, you're going to see 90 headlines about it. Um, so yeah. I think in terms of, like, exposure to the mainstream, I think Apple, uh, the Apple Watch, is going to do a lot more than Android Wear has in making people aware that wearable technology exists in a consumer, you know, format. Um, 
And that's really all I can say about it because I haven't seen it. I, I think, I mean, I think it's hideous also, uh, <laughs> but I actually do like the dial on the side, uh, at least really? if I can use that to control apps and stuff. I guess so, but okay. I, I, only if it's functional. Like if it's just kind of like there and you can like, oh yeah, spin for screen brightness. I hate it. It sucks. <laughs> um, <clears throat> But, uh, but then you, you, would know, have those, you, you would have those people who are so into the Apple Watch going, look at the screen go up and down. Like, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Remember, I remember when the iPad came out with that smart cover and it would snap onto the side. Everyone was like, hear the snap. It was, oh, it, it drove me nuts. I'm just saying. I, I, uh, when the uh, Nintendo 3DS came out, I, I went through all that with my friends. You're know, like, oh, look at the 3D slider. Turn it on and off, you know, and be like, oh, my head goes from hurting to not hurting. This is great. What a great <laughs> game system you have there, Nintendo. That's so but, true, uh, though. <laughs> uh, but for me, like, to, for for me to be a twenty four seven smartwatch wearer, um, I would want it's it's all software for me at this point. I mean, like, I don't really, you know, I don't think I'm ever gonna wear a watch as a fashion statement. I just, you know, it's never been something that I've ever done. I don't think it's gonna something I'm gonna ever do. But I will put anything, you know, on my wrist if it helps me throughout the day. Um, earlier, I mentioned home automation. You know, like being able to, you know, integrate this with Nest. Um, my biggest beef with Android Wear is the uh, navigation, like getting to my applications, using my applications. You know, it takes a, hold on, I'm gonna do this here. One tap, two tap, three tap, because the first tap didn't register. Um, and then swipe down, swipe down, swipe all the way to the bottom, start. And now I'm at my apps and now I can open an app and actually do something. I mean, that took like, you know, five, six seconds. And that's just ridiculous for something that should be a lot faster than that. Um, so, I mean, the only thing I really want in, in the, in the wearable platform is something that's easier to use, something that's less clunky and a little bit more ergonomic. And then something that also does things other than let me check my notifications or look at the weather real quick. Okay. Yeah. You're absolutely right about the navigation part. Cause if you were in a car right now, speeding up to a red light, you'd probably be dead right now after all that. Yeah, exactly. It's it, and oh, I mean, I'd probably be dead anyway because I had to take both my hands off the wheel to use the damn thing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly. That's true. Like That's I can true. like rotate my wrist 180 degrees and then an extra 90 degrees to tap it with the same hand. Oh my goodness, how creepy would that look? What? Had, turning your like the same wrist that the watch is on, like turning your hand 180 degrees to tap it with the same hand that the oh god uh, the wrist. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. First we get implants from Feisty and now we have like quadruple or what infinite jointed wrists or something. <laughs> yeah, oh my goodness. If I saw one person do that, I'd probably enter my house and never leave again. Like, yeah, no, that's it. <laughs> you know, Cylons that, are taking over. We're done. Cylons. You're that meme where they have he has he's in bed and he has the, the, the blanket up to his face, like, I'm not leaving. Nope. Uh. Never again. <laughs> <laughs> And for our final word, let's jump over to Feisty. Uh, if you have thoughts on the Apple Watch, because uh, we mentioned it so much, I want to make sure we at least say a couple things about it. Uh, go for it. But also, what would a dream wearable look like for you? Certainly. Uh, the Apple Watch. I remember seeing the first renders of it and that, you know, that OS, just those little bubbles all over the place. I could not help but laugh. I honestly laughed at it. Thank you. Uh, That's exactly my reaction. They, if they had called it Bubble Wrap OS... <laughs> and if the bubbles popped when you tapped them, we would not be having this conversation right now. It would be the greatest thing of all time. Did you guys play that game back in the day? The bubble wrap game on uh, on Android? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I saw it, yes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, go ahead, Feisty. Uh, you know, for all the hate we give to this watch, it, it's going to sell. It just the, the, in my opinion, the nature of the Apple... You know, just the the fans that are out there, this device is going to sell. Yeah. It, it's going to take credit for bringing watches into the mainstream. I hate that, but I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I, I do agree it will sell, but I don't think it's going to be on the scale of like how like the iPhone exploded when it came out in 2007. I don't think it's going to be like on that type of scale, but I do believe it will sell. Absolutely. Uh, so going to my ideal wearable, uh, exactly what the other guys said here. It it needs to serve all of the purposes. So instead of being a notification tool, it needs to be a full OS. It needs to be your smartwatch, so to speak, on your wrist. But for me, it needs to operate via voice and by touch with the same skill set. 
uh, with the same abilities. Uh, and then as well, it needs to give audio feedback as well as a visual feedback uh, that's easy to work with without obstructing the rest of your daily life. Um, you know, obviously that's the uh, the definition of the perfect wearable. Uh, I, I guess what I'm saying is for me, the wristwatch certainly can't do it, can't do it alone. It would be a part of, you know, if I had the, uh, again, I guess what I'm saying is, is smartwatch on the arm, uh, the Moto Hint kind of thing, earbud in the ear, and then a Google Glass on the face. Yes, Google Glass does some um, audio, but you know, I want a little bit more than that. You know? uh, but I don't like... I think if I wanted Google Glass, I'd, I'd have it by now. It's just, it's too obstructive. It doesn't give enough visual feedback, you know, for, for its form factor. Mm. There's too I, much restriction on it as well. I mean, I don't want to be held by the FBI. Uh, I know limited case here, but held by the FBI because I wore my glasses to the movie theater. Yeah, yeah, and and that's going to be that's a whole different topic. Is the the whole idea of creating this new culture that has to meld in with the mainstream? Um, I get that. when you were talking about the hint and then putting the smartwatch on and then the, the Google Glass in the face. Um, I get this image, uh, if, if you remember the old Batman movies, I just imagine Feisty like whoosh, putting on all of the things one by one. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, yes. My, my yeah. smart watch is a Project Aura watch. I can swap it out and put Grushy's taser on it and you know my <laughs> IO output so I can attach to the stereo. Which brings up a great point. All of my, wearial, my wearables, my ideal solution is completely wireless. I can't afford to have wires all over the place. Hmm. And then, of course, power becomes an issue, but yeah, always always has been. Okay, great. Well, I mean, if I had to put out my ideas on what a dream wearable would be, you guys, I mean, Feisty in, in, in particular reached for the stars there. I didn't even think about all of that. I was just thinking of what we have right now, what kind of style I would want. I, I would want the best of both worlds. I still want the chronograph in terms of I want the real ticking turning gears but then if you have the watch face behind the arms uh, that are doing the hour and the minute and the second if you were to hit a button to look at the actual interface of the OS those um, those hands would go translucent and it would just become a screen that's what I thought at least um, the only have other you seen the Kairos smartwatch I have um, not quite where I was thinking, but it is somewhere in that in that vicinity. Uh, the Martian smartwatch also had a little bit of that, but it's just got that tiny LED screen on the bottom. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that was the one that I thought of. But the, the, the last one that I was thinking of was, um, uh, I said this, I remember back at IFA, I want a slap band. I want a, I want a slap band watch <laughs> that has a screen on it. I, I was waiting incredible. for it. I've been waiting for this whole podcast for you to say something. I want this extremely hipster thing. <laughs> every episode like clockwork, man. I know, for real. I always got to end it on that. Like, slap band, it would be amazing. And then you would just, like, there would be, like, a, a, a tall screen on it and you would, it would just you you would it would turn on you would just put it right onto your wrist i think that'd be amazing it would easy and it blends in because it's not like you know trying too hard to be a certain way okay fine i'm not i'm not gonna get too much farther into this for less <laughs> joe makes fun of me <laughs> <laughs> all right well we have talked about wearables today on the friday debate podcast um whether the smartwatch in particular the wearables might encompass a whole uh, plethora of devices we're talking about smartwatches in general they haven't really taken off even though in 2014 we were all promised that it was going to be a huge huge mainstream deal it kind of isn't and we explored why that might be and we also got a glimpse into joe not being much of a watch person and how much john and lawn were uh back in the day so uh thank you so much for watching uh, for listening and watching on youtube if you happen to be the friday debate podcast remember that you can follow all of us all four of us me joe uh john and lawn on social media the best places to find us are of course on google plus plus our names and you can easily search for us there but you can also follow us on twitter and on other social media as well if you want the links to all of those make sure you head on over to the AndroidAuthority.com post for the friday debate podcast 
talking about Android topics every week. I just said that wrong, didn't I? I'll just say it better later. Anyway, <laughs> you can find the Android Authority Friday Debate Podcast on all of the different channels, like I said at the top of our show. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Pocket Cast. And actually, I wanted to tell all of you guys, I was perusing through the Pocket Cast website. Um, I, uh, I use Pocket Cast for all my podcasts, and we were number 40 on the top 100 trending podcasts for last week. Woo! Oh, Woo! Pretty Go awesome. On. Yeah. Go us. So to all of you podcast faithful on Pocket Cast, thank you so much for giving us some of that exposure. And make sure you keep listening to the Friday Debate Podcast. Keep hitting that play button. And if you can rate and review our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, that also ups our visibility. So please do that as well. As always, thank you guys very much for listening and watching. Don't forget to head on over to AndroidAuthority.com for some of the best Android coverage there is on the internet. Head on over to our YouTube channel for one of the most watched Android channels on YouTube. One, uh, one million plus subscribers at this point. So if you are not one of our subscribers, make sure you hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And now I will go ahead and as I struggle to, to not sniffle through this outro, <laughs> I will invite all of our guests to join me on this. Uh, the Android Authority Friday Debate Podcast, discussing topics in Android every week. Thank you so much for watching. And remember that we are your source for all things... Android. Android. That wasn't so yeah. bad this time around. Yeah, that was good work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys very much. And Lon, thanks for being on the show. I'll see you at MWC, dude. Yep, for sure, man. All right. Take care, everybody. Yep. Take care. Mm-hmm.